General Willard Townsend stood on the deck of the naval cargo ship and watched as the caravan of military vehicles drove out the hull and onto the terminal parking lot. A recon security detail consisting of six armed soldiers roamed the perimeter of the port in case any of the horde slipped through the gate. From what he could tell, the galvanized steel fence protecting the terminal remained intact and the gates secure. But since the cargo ship had pulled into port, waves of the dead had arrived and stood pressing against the gates, putting undue pressure on the oversized padlock. Their guttural moans filled the air above the grumbling engines of the cargo ship and military vehicles now emerging out of the dark hull. After getting picked up off Nags Head Island, he'd convinced the captain of the USNS cargo ship to provide him with enough vehicles to venture forth through the countryside, exterminating as many of the horde as possible. The captain had gladly assented and let him have the vehicles he needed. After settling on a number, Townsend sent his best mechanic down into the cargo area and ordered him to disable the computer systems and make sure that the vehicles operated solely on manual function. The striker's computerized systems would be shut down, including the gas gauge, oil pressure, and all the sophisticated tracking devices. He knew from experience that the powerful signals given off by the Horde would, inevitably, shut down their computer systems and render the engines and weapon systems useless, and for this reason he decided to travel as low-tech as possible. Over 100 soldiers stood below, waiting in formation as the last of the military vehicles drove out the ramp and parked along the weed-filled lot. The faded yellow lines on the pavement were a reminder of order and inventory in a once civilized society. Townsend counted his fleet. Seven strikers, five medium tactical cargo trucks, two fuel trucks, ten Humvees, and one flatbed carrying the Bell UH-1 Iroquois chopper. The captain of the cargo ship, a civilian, had given him enough vehicles to transport all of his troops and supplies. Deep inside the hull of the ship were more transport vehicles, and Townsend presumed the captain would one day utilize them when the time came to abandon ship. He only hoped the captain and crew knew how to operate the vehicles. The ship, named the USNS Keating, was a civilian cargo vessel with over 200,000 square feet of space designed to transport heavy equipment and army combat vehicles overseas, mostly to the Middle East. But since the Navy had ceased to exist in this post-plague world, the ship had been set adrift to fend for itself, though it still flew the American flag at full mast. The seas the world over had filled up with international vessels and nuclear submarines, most of which had gone rogue in order to fight for their own survival. Townsend understood how lucky he'd been to get picked up by this cargo ship. The USNS Keating had been cruising just off the coast when he'd somehow managed to broadcast a weak radio signal to the captain and explain the severity of their situation. Stranded on Nagshead Island, with every bridge out of commission, he and his troops had been destined to die 
had that cargo ship not picked them up.